0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are here in CQ Stadium. Maryland football just beat Virginia 42-14. to Moved to 3-0 on the season. Andrew, we were here watching the game. A little bit of a slow start for the Terps, but they got the job done. Uh, what did you see from them today? I don't understand the team, Evan. It's it's
1: just, this is back to back games. Charlotte and it will not, well, FBFC, my apologies. Um, then you go to Virginia, one of the worst teams in power five. I mean, you go down 14 nothing both times in the first quarter. Offense, defense, special teams all look rocky. And then all of a sudden, the second quarter comes, it's almost like they remember how to play football again. Um, the defense was unbelievable uh, for the last 45 minutes. Obviously had four takeaways to end the game. heap still player of the game, two picks but everything goes wrong at the start everything goes right at the finish
0: pretty much i think that was a pretty succinct explanation of what yes. we saw and for for the second straight week it it, it was eerily similar to that charlotte game the yeah. way they go down 14 nothing uh not quite as early in the fourth quarter but they go down 14 nothing uh about midway through that through that first quarter i should say and um and then the game just flips on its head right so virginia comes out and they look like m- maybe the better team honestly i mean that that first drive was pretty clinical it was only like three plays, and then they, they're marching down the field. They have a little bit of a misdirection, a, a nice play from, from their quarterback, who we'll talk about uh, in a second. And then they're up 14-0, and you're starting to think, you know, Virginia is stronger than Charlotte. You're starting to maybe have those thoughts of, you know, if Maryland doesn't show up today, could this be the game where they get beat? You know, Maryland then takes over, proves it's a better team, scores 42 unanswered points, and a lot of that was kind of padded on in the fourth quarter. Um, but like you said, this team has been really confusing. To start the season, this is the kind of start to the season that I think we weren't totally expecting. I think we were kind of expecting them to roll their way through this non-conference schedule. And if you looked at the score lines, if you looked at the box scores, that's what it would indicate. But I think if you watch this game tonight, you definitely know that this was in no ways domination for Maryland.
1: Well, ultimately, they're they're at they're three now, right? A point they've gotten to you know the past three seasons. It's also a point in the season where it kind of seems like every year Maryland, you know, they're they're three and zero. Can can they finally make a move? In the Big Ten, and I know last week I, I I mentioned, you know, just the way things are going, how their schedule is lining up, they're coming up with tough wins. This may be a team of destiny or whatever. From what I saw today, if they could go down 14-0 in back-to-back games, once they go on the road, hit conference opponents, I lost confidence in Maryland today. They won 42-14, my confidence in the team went down. I don't know if you feel the same.
0: I, I do feel the same, and that was the question I was going to post to you. I was going to ask. Having Maryland's non-conference schedule now in the rear view mirror and and having seen this team now, we're we're through a quarter of the way through the season already, and now it's time for kind of that second season when conference play starts. My question was going to be, do you feel better or worse about this team? Having seen those three games, I think we're both in agreement that we probably do not feel as good as we thought in the preseason about this team just because of those slow starts. And next week, you're at Michigan State. Michigan State has all sorts of problems going on. We know that they're not as strong of a team as maybe they were a couple of years ago. But even so, you're going on the road against a Big Ten opponent that's going to be the best team they've played so far this year. If you go down 14-0 on the road there in Michigan, tough place to play, that's not going to fly. You're going to end up losing that game.
1: For a team like Maryland, if you go down a score two scores a few minutes into the game, if you're not sharp, especially on the road, you're not winning the game. For a Maryland team where they don't have the skill as some of the top teams in the Big Ten, it's just not going to happen. And if they don't play a full 60 minutes, when they're on the road in East Lansing, top environment, a much better environment than what they have here in Siku Stadium, no offense. Which
0: was not bad tonight.
1: Wasn't it was, bad it was pretty good tonight. It wasn't bad tonight, but in general, uh, you know you know what I'm saying. But it's just the the, the they're they're putting in such an incomplete effort, and they've really done that in all three games to an extent. And it's just even like Kids Towson made a good start and they kind of land a little bit, past two games, start flat. It's just it's not good enough from what I've seen. And I know Mike Loxley says, Oh, we're turps versus turps, you know, we're we're cleaning it up. You're not cleaning it up. You, you, you haven't, and this has been your chance. You're playing weak opponents. You have your chance to clean it up. From week one to week two, you didn't clean it up. You got worse. From week two to week three, whatever, right? You had it. you played really, really well to end the game. It's not going to matter if you're not 21 nothing in Columbus. It doesn't matter if you have you end the game. So I don't think – and I think that there's encouraging individual aspects, right? The run game's playing well. The offensive lines increased. Talia had another 300-yard game. But collectively, how the games are going – not encouraging for
0: to me i think most people probably agree with you i think most people who are listening are probably saying the same thing um i do appreciate loxley's candor in these Thank post-game you. pressers he has been pretty clear the last two weeks he has come to the podium after multi-score wins i mean today it was you know kind of got out of hand late in the game you know decent sized margin of victories and he's gotten up on the podium and said we did not play well today we did not do what we need to do today and i think that's that that's i appreciate that honesty because i think we're all thinking the same thing is that this Maryland team has so much potential, and you look at what they have and what they're going to lose. You look at the fact that this is Talia Tungvailoa's last year. You look at you know some of some of the pieces around here that are going to be off to the NFL, or you know you never know with the transfer portal, and you just think this is the year you have to capitalize on that. And they're three and and0 They still have everything in front of them. That's the good news. The bad news is not a convincing three and at all. You're right. They're
1: three and and they can come out to Michigan State and be the team that that we expect them to be. Right? You mentioned. All those factors, but Lox, what Loxley's saying? It's it's talk, right? And it's talk, and he says it'll be better, and they have it, right? And but Jay Sean Jones, he he mentioned this to us uh, post game. He was like, "It's a new season, Big Ten play, right? So
0: maybe maybe we see a new Terps team in a new season." Yeah, who knows? Uh, let's talk about this game more specifically. Let's get into more of a micro mm-hmm. analysis of this game. We talked about Maryland goes down fourteen um, nothing. Virginia's quarterback, I was very impressed. By Anthony Calandria today freshman quarterback you know made the freshman mistakes in the fourth quarter we kind of saw him unravel but early in the game really impressed me with some of the throws he was making the fact that he was not afraid to take hits he was dicing up Maryland's defense but then the kick return Braden Waslowski the freshman first time (laughs) taking kickoff returns in his career and we know he's fast and we thought maybe he would have a special teams role but maybe not that prominent Octavian Smith Muffing those kicks last week maybe yeah. turned out to be a blessing in disguise for the season.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I come to you before the game, and I tell you, Maryland gained momentum because of Brandon Waslowski. I mean, it's hard to believe, but you're right. 14-0 Virginia, you know, they were driving. They they were almost across the 50 and then ended up, ended up having to punt. And, and you know, and then all of a sudden, it's Brandon gets the ball at his own two-yard line. It's 14-7, right? Maryland ha- has energy. And after that, it was, it was a Maryland building, right? It was, a, it was a Maryland building from then on. You score 35 points after that. But again, this is a side Jake Jason Jones. He's a great talker. He talked to us. He said the same thing. He said once, once, once we saw that kick return, it was like, all right, this is our game to take. And I genuinely do think they meant that because everything was going awful. And when you have one positive thing, as we see with Maryland's first two games, it kind of seems to be a domino effect in, in the right way. So most important play, well, we'll talk about another play are you still but one of the most, most important plays of the game?
0: I think, in my opinion, that may have been the most important play of the game because I was definitely having the thoughts of, like, Maryland could very well lose this game. Yeah. And then that play happens, and, you know, for it to be a freshman, I mean, to to see that is so encouraging moving forward to have yeah. a, a dynamic player like that on kick returns. I mean, I, I think Octavian Smith is as talented as they come, but we've seen the struggles. You know, he, he hasn't really proved it this season. To have a guy like that, a home run hitter, that can return kickoffs, is a huge bonus. But the way that just rejuvenated the team, the way that they were down 14 nothing, and then Virginia gets their second touchdown, and they have all the momentum, and the fact that you can just snatch it right back, I mean, that that is invaluable.
1: Well, you know, the best part is that the first two kicks he, he took. He should have forgot that. He looked, he looked terrible. We, he, we were having this I
0: conversation know. before the game, and I remember I saying, and, you know, what do I know? I was saying before the game, I was like, I don't understand why players in college, with and now I guess in the NFL, with the fair catch rules, right. don't just fair yeah. catch the ball every time. And he takes it out for the third time, and you kind of see him, you know, he's looking around, and he just hits that hole, and the second he hit that hole, I was like, he's gone. Well, yeah, He's the fastest guy on the field. I, I
1: mean, if I'm, if I'm in his mind, I assume, you know, he's the 18-year-old freshman. He doesn't see the field much. He's like, I, I'm getting the ball. I'm running. I'm, 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 I'm not taking a knee here, so... You get it? You know he he makes the big play. He's he's, he's going to be the most the, the most popular man on campus for the next few days. Good for him. Help 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 propel Maryland. Help! Oh my God, helped propel Maryland
0: to a win. Absolutely. And let's talk about the defense because from yeah. then from then on, you know Maryland's offense scored thirty five points after that, but pretty much none of that comes without its defense. Yeah. Maryland's defense. You know we saw this last year, and we're starting to see a similar trend this year. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is with Brian Williams. I don't know what it is about this group. But for some reason, they seem to always start slow and then they lock in and like lock in to no end. I mean, last year, the second half adjustments they made, even if they weren't adjustments schematically, just whatever they were doing, mindset wise, physicality wise, they worked. And last year in the second half, as a defense, they were absolutely sensational. This year, we're starting to see a similar trend where maybe they're starting out a little bit slower, kind of kicking into gear. We definitely saw that today with the way they took over that game in the second half.
1: Specific to today, I. This is my opinion. I think the major reason why they started off slow. For those who aren't familiar, Virginia has kind of had this quarterback situation. Tony Musket, transfer, was this was named the starter. Got injured against Tennessee. Anthony Calandria comes in, has a great game against James Madison on Wednesday. Virginia says Tony Musket's the starter, right? So I, I assume Maryland They're goes. They go into preparations. Start. Tony Musket, pure pocket passer, does not have much mobility. Anthony Calandria, the complete opposite. Mobile guy that we've seen Maryland have trouble with before, and the game starts and Tony Calander's on the field.
0: And, and for, for the record, Tony Musket, we saw in warmups, yeah, in full pads, looked fine. Though. And
1: and, and Virginia staff, well,
0: they, evidently they
1: lied, or well, I don't, I don't want to accuse them, but maybe, maybe they just didn't maybe, know. Maybe they literally didn't know. But the offensive coordinator came out to the media and said Tony's playing. He didn't play, so I think Maryland was like, "Whoa, we prepared for passing attack in the pocket. Now we have a guy that's scrambling, sliding, not afraid to take a hit." But I think once they understood the game plan, and I think they kind of knew what what Tony Calandria's offense was, I think that's when they got settled.
0: Definitely, and that fourth quarter was, I thought it was it was interesting that that Mike Loxley said that he reminded him a lot of Talia, yeah. In the that way that that cool. fourth quarter, like you know, for most of the game, he's kind of he's you know he's dicing up Maryland's defense. He's making great throws. He's getting outside the pocket. Showed a lot of Talia there. Then that fourth quarter, we saw the old Talia which we haven't seen really recently where it kind of just unraveled three straight picks, then a fumble. It kind of just all fell apart.
1: Well, the reason it, it unraveled is it's 21, 14, Maryland, Virginia's driving, Virginia's at the 12 yard line. They have a chance to tie the game late in the third quarter. And such a poor decision by Calandre, who was unbelievable. In the first freshman was unbelievable. he's going to be a vision. great play. I mean, Virginia so,
0: can build that program around he, that.
1: Okay. Tony Muskie will not be the starter next game.
0: He shouldn't be. He, he won't. Be. He should not be.
1: Uh, um, and he throws a contested pass, Tarhe still makes great read, easy pick. Maryland scores three straight touchdowns, Virginia's next three drives pick, pick, fumble. And I think once he made that one mistake, he was like, "I need to make an incredible play to make up for that mistake." He'll learn from it." Virginia is going to be a better team because of Calandria, but it was that play, it was that target still interception, which completely unraveled the game.
0: That's exactly what you needed from Maryland. You know, going into last week, they didn't have a single interception, single, they didn't have a single turnover forced on defense. Mm-hmm. And then today they get four in one, one quarter. They, they they won the last game. I said going into last game. Ah, last game. My then problem. then today they have four interceptions. Uh, last week they had the one interception, which was. I mean, if you want, we talked about the similarities between last week and this week. What are the odds that Donnell Brown is going to have the same interception batting a pass on the line of scrimmage? I mean, I don't think Donnell Brown was expecting to have any interceptions yeah. coming into the season. He's kind of proving himself as a, as a real playmaker on the edge. The fact that they were able to get those four turnovers. I talked about this on the preview podcast that we did, how you want to see this Maryland team, especially on defense, be so opportunistic. The fact they were able to take advantage of those opportunities there will put the pressure on a freshman quarterback dare him to make those mistakes and he did it jarheep's still talking in the post-game press conference you could just you could see how much how, what knowledge he had that veteran knowledge of yeah. the opposing playbook the fact that i mean we had no idea what he was saying because you know it, this is all football jargon but the way that he was saying like was i like, knew it was seven like, over cross yeah he's like <laughs> i knew it was seven drive whatever and i'm just like i don't know what that means but clearly he he, they had watched a lot of film. Yeah. A, a veteran presence like Tarheed still—that's what he brings to the table. Is a guy who knows the game. He knows exactly what he's looking for, yeah. and the way he kind of jumps that route just just proved all that. Well,
1: you, you mentioned veteran presence. I thought it was pretty impressive that without Bo Brady in the lineup, obviously a leader on defense, they were still able to have an incredible game like that.
0: Yeah, and, and Glendon Miller uh, comes in as kind of that that third safety on this he team. Some electric. Yeah, paddles. and then you know Dante Trader. I, I felt like Dante Trader was kind of lining up like safety blitzes, it felt like a lot more often yeah. than usual, which is a little weird considering Braid was out. But Glendon Miller, yeah, like I don't remember, it was in that second quarter maybe. like Back to back. Yeah, back to back. He's just leveling guys. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, he looked very excited to be out there. Yeah. Uh, Bo Braid, you know, we don't know the full extent of his injury. You know, he wasn't able to play today. Um, that's a piece they need moving forward. That's right. a piece that they don't have Bo Braid moving forward. Um, they're in trouble. Um, but we got to see our first look at maybe what this offensive line will look like in terms of injuries. I mean, Godley Biedze was, was, was back today. Played majority of the snaps. Yeah. He was, he was playing a lot at at right guard. We expected him maybe to to play at right tackle more. Connor Fagan was still in that role. Um, Maybe that's just because they're not totally sure if Gotti's healthy enough to to be out in space. But but I thought it was a little bit encouraging to see that. And it felt like there there were some moments there's always going to be moments, but it felt like for the most part, Maryland's offensive line, perhaps not as much in the run game, but especially in the passing game, maybe held up a little bit better than I expected. And
1: you mentioned that, and it has, but it's I think it's so clear when he scrambles, you know, Taliyah, he has no confidence. He has little confidence. that right quick to line. get out of that pocket. He, he immediately, he's like, if I have to scramble, I'm going left. I'm going towards DJ Glaze. I do not trust. He does not have as much trust in, in the new guys than he does, obviously, in, in a guy like DJ Glaze, where he knows the left side
0: of the line is going to be better protected, give him more opportunities to get out of the pocket. Yeah, for sure. Um, Friday night game. A little bit of a, a change of pace from a Saturday night game. Yeah. A solid crowd out here today. I know there's been a lot of talk about Maryland's attendance issues. And this was by no, I mean, don't make any mistake. This was by no means a packed house tonight. But I was generally pretty impressed with the turnout today. Um, I think if you just keep building that, you're going to see more of that. And it, the way that the players talk about feeding off that energy, you know, there there is something to that going back to this kick return. With because in my opinion, once again, that, that was that was the play of the game, in my opinion. Um going back to that kick return, the way that, that just like that boosts the energy in the stadium, you get the crowd into it, you get the students into it, the way you get that energy going, this felt like a momentum win for Maryland. This didn't feel like a a, a game where they overwhelmed yeah. Virginia with with talent. It just kind of felt like a momentum win for Maryland where you know they, they they got all the momentum on their side. Maybe if you're on the road, that won't translate as much. And that's what gives me a lot of pause about next week. And we'll get into that later in the week, kind of previewing that game. But uh, but this felt like the kind of game that Maryland would win at home and maybe nowhere else.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it, it, it was a good crowd. I think the most impressive thing, and I think the thing that helped the players the most, is that the students actually stayed in the second half. Like we, we joke about it, but it helps them, right? When you see sure. when there's eight thousand kids, and then the second, the third quarter starts, and there's eight hundred kids, it, it's it's demoralizing, I would assume, for the players. So they they stayed, they had energy until the game kind of got out of reach. But it was a good crowd. I think it was besides the most the lower bowl was was filled behind us um no but it was it was a good crowd definitely had had solid energy but the way you get the big crowds is you need success you need to win and if maryland beats michigan state is 4-0
0: indiana at home very winnable game looking at 5-0 going into ohio state obviously that's you know a couple weeks away and yeah. the way that we're the way that we started this podcast probably doesn't inspire a ton of confidence yeah. that they're going to get that job done um, but certainly some encouraging signs today, I think, for Maryland. Um, I guess just, like, what, what's one big takeaway you, you think from this game that that maybe, you know, you, you didn't see in the previous two weeks? Because we talked about the defensive struggles early and then them bearing down. We talked about the offensive line a little bit. We talked about some of these things. You know, what, what kind of stood about this game that you may maybe you didn't see in the first two weeks?
1: Oh, that's what makes the takeaways. I, I mean, it's, it's – you go from, you know, zero takeaways to one takeaway – To back to back to back plays takeaways, and I think that that just completely changed the complexion of the game. We mentioned that the Tar Heaps still interception, and then the latter three put the game away, secure the win. So it was definitely the increase in takeaways uh, per each game seems to be encouraging, and they were timely today.
0: I I totally agree. Uh, Maryland wins forty-two to fourteen. You predicted it as we were walking over to the stadium. You said forty-two to fourteen, Maryland. Uh, So so kudos on that. yeah, we're trying to get these reaction pods out a little bit earlier now. I know we've been a couple of days late sometimes, but uh but yeah, we'll be right yeah. back at you.
1: For, far, time it? for reference, it's 12:29 Friday uh, Saturday morning.
0: Yeah, so don't <laughs> don't don't question our work ethic. Yeah. Because, um but yeah, we'll be we'll be back at this uh later in the week. Uh previewing Maryland at Michigan State, certainly an interesting matchup at the beginning of Big 10 play. Maryland is 3 and 0. They beat Virginia, uh finished the non-conference slate undefeated for the third straight year now. So, uh, so exciting stuff as always, uh, thank you all for listening and we'll see you later in the week.